Hello, everyone. You don't want to miss this episode. We've got Nathan Ogden. He's a powerhouse speaker. He's the co-founder of Chair the Hope. Has an incredible story. You don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Nathan, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm glad to be here. This is, this is fun. Well, we're thrilled to have you, and uh, we commend you for the good work that you're doing and are really eager to share your story with people. Uh, Chair the Hope is all about uh, providing wheelchairs to people in the developed world. Uh, what inspired, or in the, in the less developed world, excuse me, in the developing world, tell us, tell us, uh, Nathan, what inspired you to do that? Uh, well, 17 years ago, almost 17 years ago, I, I broke my neck snow skiing um, and became a quadriplegic. Um, I got back a good chunk of probably half of the use of my body again. Um, started working full time, driving, kind of living a life. I was married and had two young kids. And a year after that neck break, I went into the hospital unconscious. I had pneumonia and I was dropped off an x-ray table and broke my neck a second time. Oh my gosh. So after that second neck break, I, I lost the use of my hands, my triceps and everything from the chest down. So much of what I, I'd worked so hard to get back. And in the back of our mind, I guess I, we'd always thought we wanted to do something with helping with wheelchairs for years. But it wasn't until about a year and a half ago, my wife um, felt prompted and said, Nathan, we need to do something. Now's the time. And so I give her credit for that. It was, uh, we think it's listening to the spirit and it uh, gave her the nudge. And so she came to our family and said, we need to do this. Um, and we all bought in. At that time, we had four kids. And... Yeah, that's, I guess, where it all got started. Well, uh, it is inspiring always to see uh, people who are able to take a personal tragedy and turn that into uh, a global good. And I, I commend you for making that uh, profound transition. Uh, what do you do to occupy your time? How do you earn a living, Nathan? Uh, I, I'm a motivational speaker or trainer. Um, I travel all around the country and a few other countries to, to speak at conferences or business events. Um, that's my primary uh, breadwinner, if you will. But then, uh, so it was only last April that we officially made Chair the Hope its own nonprofit, 501c3. And so now this has really taken off. Um, we've successfully created a brand, I guess, if you will, with Chair the Hope. Um, and so now that, that takes a good chunk of my time as well. So I'm, I'm trying to do two things, but uh, they're both equally uh, rewarding. One, you know, you're providing for your family. The other, you're out making a difference for other families. As you think about all the lessons you've learned uh, since your injuries. 
what is the message you most want to share with similarly situated people who are in far different circumstances in Africa and India and elsewhere? I think it's in the title of our nonprofit. It's that never give up hope. Hope is everything to me. Um, and it should be to all of us. Hope, hope is what gets you up in the morning. Hope is what makes you go to work. Hope is when you are in depression or maybe thinking of suicide, um, you're addicted to drugs or you're becoming a single parent, whatever it is, hope is what keeps you going. And I believe that someone who may be in Africa, say they're in Ghana, and it's crazy what happens in some of these other countries. So if you were born with, a, say your legs were deformed, if you're not able to be a part of that family, help provide for that family unit or that tribe, they will sell you or take you out and leave you out in the fields. I just can't understand that. But it's been shown that if we can give someone a wheelchair, if we can teach them that, you know what, now you can learn to weave baskets and then you can push yourself to the next tribe and sell them. You become a part of your community again and then they're able to thrive. And it gives them independence, it gives them confidence, um, it gives them the, the hope that they need to continue pushing through the hard things. Because we all have hard things. It's just what's going to motivate you to push through it. You've obviously been quite successful. And as you reflect on the things that influenced your success since your accidents, what, to what do you attribute your success? Uh, I think it comes down to, to my purpose is what I had to figure out. And to me, there's two things that kept me, because there's a few, I mean, when I talked about two neck breaks, that was extremely fast. So there's a lot that's involved in that. Um, but there were two things that kept me going when there's times I wanted to quit. Um, one was my faith. Faith that uh, there's, there's something bigger than me. Whatever your faith is, whether it's in Jesus Christ or it's in, uh, you know, you could be worshiping whatever it is. I don't know. That you have hope. You have that faith that there's something bigger. And two, it was my family. It was my wife and my kids. It was, it was me thinking, you know what? I want to be a part of these memories. You know, when my daughter gets married, I want to be the one that's there. I want to give her away. I want to teach my kids how to play soccer. I want to do that. I want to be with my wife on vacation, not someone else. I deserve this. I earned it. I, you know, this is mine. And so I should fight for it. Um, so those are the two things that have motivated me. Now, over time, your purpose changes a little bit. And now, probably similar to you, Devin, is I have a passion for helping others succeed, helping them become more productive and achieve more in life, um, whatever that may be for them. So that's, that's kind of the biggest thing that have pushed me. And my wife has been one of my easily the biggest supporters, the pusher. She would tell me things when I didn't want to hear them. Um, she's the one when I was feeling bad about myself and no one else would challenge me. She would. So uh, I got to keep her close. We've been married 21 years now, so I got to keep that going. That's fantastic. Now, 
four kids. Uh, tell us a little bit about your kids. I have a 19-year-old girl, and uh, she is on a mission in for her church in uh, Orlando, Florida, speaking Spanish. 17-year-old son is in high school, and then 13 and 11-year-old girls. So we were able to have, after both neck breaks, we were able to have two more, two more kids. Wow, that, that's that, inspiring. That may that's sound enough to give people hope, isn't it? Oh yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, how does someone who's paralyzed have more kids? Well, that's a different show we'll have to put on. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, we were able to do it naturally, and it, it's it, what a blessing. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that and uh, uh, happy for you and your family. It's a wonderful thing. As you think about uh, all you've accomplished, uh, what are you most proud of having done? That's a good question. I think what I'm most proud of is probably something that I don't realize that I do excuse me, is just a lot of people look up to me and they think, oh, Nathan, if you can do it, man, I can't complain about anything. To me, I'm just living life. I'm just getting up in the morning like everyone else. Yeah, it may be a little harder. It may take me more time to get dressed and to do all the things that I have to do. But I think the ability to motivate so thousands of people by doing nothing more than me just trying to be the best I can. Just trying to be a good father, a good husband, a good friend. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm proud of that. And I've seen a lot of success and success is a word that can go a lot of different ways, but um, professionally I've seen success, but I don't think I'm anywhere where I wanna be. And with a nonprofit, we have seen in just one year's time, we have seen, we've raised over $100,000. Just one family who decided, you know what, we wanna make a difference. Um, but I don't think we're anywhere near that. I wanna be raising four, five, 20 times that a year. So, am I, I'm proud of what we've done, but I don't think we're anywhere close to where we need to be. Yeah. What's the most important lesson you've learned in your lifetime? The most important thing that I have learned is to be real, is to not have an agenda, to not put on a different facade than who you really are, but just be you and be the best you you can. And if you are real, if you're genuine, people will want to be around you. They'll want to support you. Um, they'll want to do things with you. Um, and you know that, you know who's real, you know who's putting on a face, and you know who's just being their self. So to me, it's just be yourself, be real, and uh, don't fake anything. That's a profound lesson. I appreciate you sharing that, Nathan. As you reflect on uh, you know, the, the work of Chair the Hope. Um, of course, there is an obvious tether between your life experience and that charitable work. 
But your life experience, in a way, is the obvious excuse not to do that work. Why, why would you feel compelled? Why would you feel that personal responsibility to do that work? I think you're right. I do have every excuse not to because it's hard. It takes extra time, extra money, extra, and it's, it's tough. When, you're, when you are a quadriplegic, everything takes longer. It takes more energy. So I do have the excuses, but I, I know this, and I'll just give you an example. Um, last spring, it's getting time for prom. And my daughter had been asked by a guy to go to prom and live down the street. And Sunday rolls around and we had taken me out of my chair. We're sitting in the front room. I'm on the couch and my daughter's down writing out all these posters to answer him. And one of my other daughters comes in and says, hey, their family's walking down the street on a Sunday walk. And we had the idea, well, when they, let's go throw all these things out in the middle of the road so when they come down, he'll get his answer as they're on their family walk. That'll be really cool. So everyone jumps down, they quickly fill out the rest of these posters. They all jump up and run out of the house. And someone's gonna be filming it, the others are throwing it down, they're gonna be hiding in bushes, it's gonna be so much fun but I didn't get to go. I didn't get to be a part of that. That was a memory our family will all have, but I am not in that memory. And to me, that's, that's everything. There are so many people that are sitting on a dirt floor in a room or in a little hut, and they never leave that room unless someone picks them up and carries them or a father gets injured and is paralyzed in Indonesia out in the fields, he can't do anything anymore. He can't provide for his family. And I want kids to go to school, whether they have legs or not. I want them to go to the park and play with their friends. I want dads to provide for their families. I want grandmas who are too old to move um, their legs to be able to push down the street to the synagogue and worship the way they want. Because I know exactly how it feels like to be stuck, to be frozen, and to want to do something, but you can't. And every one of you listening knows that too, to a certain degree. In your mind, you know your fears keep you from doing what you want to do. So if you can tap into that, that's that's what makes me want to do it. I want to change as many lives as I can and let them live their life. Um, that's, that's my connection. Yeah. Well, Nathan, what is your superpower? I was, I, I'm thinking about that. I think it goes back to something we said earlier. Um, I think my superpower is two things that go together. It is being real with a smile. You know, we always hear the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Um, I get far more done by smiling, being nice, and just asking. So I think if you're real and you smile and you're just nice, that's what gives me strength to, because uh, people, they're, they're awkward. When people are around someone in a wheelchair, or say you see someone who's missing a limb from a war, 
you don't know how to talk to them. It's awkward. And if I can break that ice and open up a conversation, then that's when miracles happen. Yeah. Well, Nathan, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. I know you're busy, but before you go, would you take just a minute and tell people how they can learn more about Chair the Hope and how they can connect with you personally, perhaps to hire you as a speaker in the future? Uh, definitely. Um, as far as Chair the Hope goes, uh, our website is chairthehope.org. And people can donate on there or they can reach out to us. They can be a part of our teams. Or we got a lot of great things that we're we're working on right now to raise money and also to help take people on trips to go deliver wheelchairs. Um, it's, it's big. You guys are going to hear about it in the next few years if you haven't heard about it yet. And two, for me as a speaker, um, you can also get me through there or it's just NathanOgden.com. Um, you can call me, email me. I, I love to tell stories, but not am I just a motivational speaker. Sometimes I don't like that title. But I always leave people with critical principles that will help them achieve more in their life. And uh, those are the best ways to, to get a hold of me. Fantastic. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success in your work with Chair the Hope. Thanks a lot, Devin. Glad to be here. All righty. Let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. Devon Thorpe's mission is to end extreme poverty, improve global health and mitigate climate change before 2045 by finding and sharing the stories of those who are doing the most good. You can join with other listeners to accelerate Devon's mission by visiting helpdevon.org right now.